Hello, this is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from my Spiritual Psychology Masterclass. This is an online webinar classroom where you learn to harvest vital, life-changing psychological concepts from the words of the prophets. Enjoy what you listen to, and I'll check in with you again when you're done. I didn't understand that there were many different versions of journals. One of the most common ones we were taught about in school was what I now call the throw-up journal. This is a journal where you just open up and you just, what do they call it, free association, free writing, and you just splat, just dump your whatever's going on in your heart and mind and your soul onto paper. While there's some value to doing that, if you just stop right there, then it's not really that useful. It might feel like a purge, like you just threw up in the bathroom after having some kind of a food poisoning, but that's not what's really going to get your brain to go where you want it to go. It just, all it does is like maybe get some stuff out of the way. Journaling with a more of a um, guided process with this discover, plan, act, reflect, you might do the vomit one first, and you might want to keep that in a separate journal. But then you open up another journal when you're ready to build your brain in a direction. Any philosopher who says the key to good psychology is just to go with the flow in your brain. No, that is not good psychology. Good psychology is when you choose a psychological destination. How I want to be a psychological GPS destination. Here's where I want to be. You might use your throw-up journal to tell you where you are. Here's where I am, stuck in the middle of New Mexico, and I don't even know how I got there. Okay, I'm in, I'm in nowhere land, but I want to get to the promised land. And then you plan the journey. How am I going to get from where I am to where I want to be? And here's the next steps of action I'm going to be taking. This next section, let's move down. We now come across... Uh, Lehi prays in verse six, uh, sees and hears much. He casts himself onto his bed. He's overcome with the spirit, with the things which he sees and hears. I still like, that would be so awesome, man, to like be like have dream. I've never been a, uh, I've never been one who gets visions while sleeping. That's not my mode of revelation. And as we're going to read in this next section that refers to verse 12, as he read, I remember feeling inadequately intelligent when I heard about people receiving revelations. I remember trying to concentrate and ponder. Have any of you like done that thing where they say like those um, um, people from India who sit down with their legs crossed and their fingers out like this and they like home and they start like thinking and pondering and you're, I'm looking at them going, I'm going to try that. Have you ever sat down and looked at a blank wall and tried to ponder? Now, I know people who can do this, so this is not me. They can actually have useful thoughts in those moments. Myself, it's like chasing squirrels around a tree in my head if I try to do that. It's like, where, where are we going? Are we going anywhere? Trying to catch butterflies with chopsticks in my brain. Like, I, I, ah. I was very relieved when I found out that Lehi and Nephi both used a method for prompting revelation that was more familiar to me. Verse 12, and it came to pass that as he read, he was filled with the spirit of the Lord. As he read. Verse 13 refers to the same thing. Yea, many things did my father read, etc., etc., etc. Verse 14. 
And it came to pass that when my father had read and seen many marvelous things. For those of you who have psychological limitations like unto me, and you have a hard time keeping your brain focused, I invite you to let reading, or with modern technology, someone reading to you through your ears and prompting revelation. I want to tell you another story, another parable, another Maurice analogy. One day I was trying to figure out why my train of thought was like a herd of butterflies and what to do about that. Like, come on, hello, can we please get organized to here and move forward? And I was frustrated with psychological exhaustion where I could be doing really well for a while and then just get tired of thinking. And I started to uh, try to put it into an image in my head. And it was like someone who'd been on one of those hang gliders and they'd been floating around in the sky. And then all of a sudden the air dies and they die, dive and head first into the dirt. That is a very familiar sensation for me. I know none of you go from having beautiful revelations and 10 minutes later, your brain is in the dirt. We will not take a raise of hands on that experience. I just assume I'm the only one. And all of you are all like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I am always in a great psychological condition. So those of you who can't relate to this, you can take a nap now and I'll finish telling my story. All right. So one day I was trying to figure out how to keep from running my head into the dirt. All right. But I also didn't want to lose the hang glider experience. So I actually drew this once on one of those little, you know, the corners of a book when you draw the little cartoons. So I want you to imagine you have a hang glider and a guy, a little stick figure on the glider. Maybe I'll find it because I think I did it once electronically. Maybe I'll provide it for you. I'll do this when I'm trying to stay awake in church next time. Wait, I didn't say that out loud, right? Okay, so he's on a hang glider and then you start to realize that he's not in the air. He's sitting on a square rectangle that just happens to be a train car the car of a train, okay? And he's just sitting on top of this train car. And every once in a while, the wind blows and it gets creates a gust and it lifts him up in the air and he floats around and he has these great insights. And then when the air dies down, he drops down. And instead of going into the dirt, he lands on the train again. Now, the reason it's a train is because of that phrase, train of thought. You ever hear the phrase train of thought? When I realized that when I get tired or not inspired, if I can sit on someone else's train of thought that I can trust, and we just happen to have at our fingertips 50 years of conference talks in audio form. And so what I do now is when my brain is tired, I just sit on the audio of a conference talk or scriptures or come follow me. Now, don't tell anyone, but I'm not actually concentrating or paying attention. The same way you would sitting on a train, you might fall asleep a little bit. You might get distracted by something. You're not thinking much about what the train is doing. You're just sitting on the train. Da, 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 da. But I have learned that when I sit on a conference talk or sit on a scripture and just kind of let it play in the background, my brain is 10 times less likely to go into the dirt. Okay, my brain is 10 times less likely to go into the dirt. Now, whether your dirt is anxiety, whether your dirt is depression, whether your dirt is something about your self-confidence, whether your dirt is about how difficult your spouse is and how you might need to strangle them in their sleep, or something else that you might be having psychological warfare with Satan over, 
I have learned that the battle is so much easier if I'm sitting on the train of thought of prophets and just puttering along. But guess what happens while you're sitting there with your kite strapped to you? Every once in a while, you catch wind. Every once in a while, you catch air. And I can't tell you how many times I've been just hearing the mumbling in the background. And all of a sudden, a phrase becomes crystal clear. Da, 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 da. And it launches me up in the air. And then I'm pondering this amazing concept and this amazing idea and this philosophy and this idea that's going to serve this person and serve that person. It's going to make the world a better place. And I don't remember turning up the volume on my device. I don't think I did turn up the volume on it. But somehow the Holy Ghost is very skilled at making things clear when it's time to nudge you, when it's time to inspire you. To bring this together, please make sure if you're trying to receive revelations, you keep nudging your brain and letting your brain be carried with the words of the prophets and don't feel like those smart people can do it from scratch in their heads. This is another thing that I see very common in my therapy office. One of the most common patterns for those who end up in therapy are people who don't read. I do a little test when I'm doing an assessment on someone. I do an indirect assessment. When I ask questions like, After about 10 minutes into an assessment, I'll say, well, you've probably read some books on that subject. What have you learned so far? And unfortunately, over 80% of my clients respond with, no, I haven't read any books on that subject. When I say, you know, um, you probably remember a scripture or two that might help on this subject. And they're all, "Hmm, no, I can't think of any. I don't spend much time on that stuff because it doesn't really apply to my difficult life experiences. Yes, it does require some promptings for revelation to see how the scriptures apply. All right, we're about out of time, so I want to, uh, to summarize my two most important themes today. And in the next few weeks, you're going to see even why more is the very basic but vital concepts of writing and reading. We're going to learn over the next few weeks how those two simple activities are some of the biggest tools to override Satan in his methods for distorting your mind and distorting your heart and messing with your emotions. So please get in the habit, find a place to record your most important insights. Even if you're off a little bit, you're closer than you are at the rest of the day, during the rest of the day and find authors you can trust. And when in doubt, just use profits to save yourself the work of finding some other authors. And read and write, read and write. We want that pattern and do this in your discovery phase. Move things down to plan, move it to action. And then we're going to just keep teaching you how to use this DPAR tool over the course of the next several months. Hello, Maurice Harker here again. You've just finished listening to a clip from the Spiritual Psychology Masterclass, where you learn to harvest vital, life-changing psychological concepts from the words of the prophets. Please continue listening to the other podcast episodes where you will have access to many, many more principles. But when you're ready for a big, thick chunk of this educational material, 
please uh, follow the link that's attached to the text connected to this podcast and you will be given instructions on how to register for the class where you can spend an hour each week sitting with me and learning how to harvest psychology from the words of the prophets. I look forward to seeing you then.